Welcome to Busted Biscuits. I'm Jen Stanley. And I'm Jill Super. And today we're going to talk about how you see yourself. Yeah. And healing from that. Yeah. (laughs) How do do you heal that? But first, Jill has an announcement. Yes. Uh, We always like to promote events each month. Uh, Mm -hmm. So coming in March, we're doing a community event. This is actually a women's retreat. Um, ladies of all ages at the Dixonville Wesleyan or the Dixonville Wesleyan Church is sponsoring it. Uh-huh. It is going to be uh, at the Mahaffey Camp and Conference Center on March first and March second. It's an overnight retreat. Um, there, they've got three different speakers, lots of uh, lots of bonding and, and kind well, of Mich- time together. Michelle McCombs, we'd had her oh, on yeah, the, yeah. a few yeah. episodes back. Like she's uh, she's scheduled to speak there, and then we've got our friend Chloe. Mm-hmm. And Chloe DePaula and then um, Jaina Doubt yes. are all all people that will be there to speak. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it should be a good time. It, we have gone the last few years. It's uh-huh. a really a nice way to just kind of like go um, gather with some women, hang yeah. out. It's a lot of fun. It's, it really is a good time. Sometimes, it, you know, people were like, eh, retreat. I don't know. I want to stay overnight. You don't have to stay overnight, but it's worth it. It is. Come stay with us. Well, <laughs> and so if you're interested in that, how do they find it? Uh Great question. I think we can go online. I will. We can link out the um, the registration form. We can put okay. the registration form on our on our Facebook okay. and Instagram. Okay. And so the deadline's pretty tight, though. It is. Uh, I think it's I think the thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. So like that's this is partially our fault. We should have been talking about it for a few weeks now. I, I think, and we kept forgetting <laughs> to bring it up. So, um, so Connie, our friend, is going to kill us since we took so long to bring it up um <laughs> but get registered <laughs> yeah so you should definitely come it will it's be a good fun. time absolutely and then um coming up in april to kind of wet your whistle a little bit um it's <laughs> april 27th um oh, okay our friend Susie zook she is a, an amish lady in our community and she makes baskets and so we're gonna have a night of basket making where you get to make your own Amish basket. I've never done this before. It's so fun. Like I've got two of them here in my office. It is. It's a blast. (laughs) And so like if if that's something that would interest you, like kind of keep that on your radar. We'll start posting about that probably mid-March. And so um, we would love to have you join us to make a basket. So yes, that's going to be fun. All right. Okay. So today we're going to talk about like healing and what that kind of looks like. Yes. So what kind of prompted this is that um, I'm going to go on a mission trip in April to Ireland with um, a group of ladies from our church. And so we had to do some homework to kind of prep for that. So part of the process is to meet, um, I guess we're meeting every other week to try to bond and Mm kind of get going. And so the question was, have you ever thought of yourself more highly than you ought like it was re- referencing scripture, like Romans 12, three, I believe. And so, um, I kind of was sitting there with that going, um, yeah, yeah, I have, <laughs> you know? And so then you and I started talking about that. It's like, well, maybe we should talk about this on the podcast and kind of talk about the journey for that. Yeah. And so, um, cause I think you had said like, you're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. That I'm maybe- sure at some point, maybe I was not that I've ever felt like I've, yeah. I've ever been in that position. I've always felt like I've just been trying to claw my way back up yeah um so yeah yeah so we're going to talk like either side of this teeter-totter here yeah yeah yeah. so so i was thinking about mine so for me i guess i want to say like when i lived in kansas um i worked at a community mental health center there and um i was a part of the leadership team and i really I, i loved the job it was a lot of fun um i I had started as a case manager and kind of worked my way through the ranks to get to the position that i was in and so um so I had a, I would say I had a lot of pull, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was a decision maker in some ways and I was a part of the team that was making decisions and, and, um, I, you know, developed a lot of leadership skills there. 
And then um, it came time, like Todd got a job here in Pennsylvania. And so, um, and that could be a story for another day, like all the details of how we <laughs> got here. But um, so then we, we moved to Pennsylvania. And so then I had gotten a job at a community mental health center here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so I show up there and a little too big for my britches, right? <laughs> like coming in going, I have these yeah. skill sets. You're going to want me to be a part of your team. Like I'm going to show you what I have to offer and I'm going to sell yourself. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to do that. Right. <laughs> and so, but I, I don't think I made a lot of friends doing that, you know? <laughs> so like, I, like I come in like wanting to prove myself and going, Hey, like, like I'm an asset for your team. Uh, this is, these are the things that I've done. And so, um, you know, I want to be a part of leading this group. So I really didn't take time to learn the culture very well. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of came in okay. guts blazing, I think. And so, uh, that wasn't very popular. Now people, mm-hmm. there's some people that liked me, but I don't think our leadership <laughs> <laughs> really liked me all that much. Right. And so, um, I was there for about, I think it was 16 months. And so it was, it's it really wasn't a very healthy work environment, regardless of like okay. my involvement, like it didn't help. Right. And so there came a day that, um, that there were some things that they were, I felt like they were trying to pin on me. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not happy here. Can you offer me a severance package? <laughs> like I, I want to leave. <laughs> please, right. Please right? Let me go. And so then that was on a Friday afternoon and there, then, um, they said, well, we'll talk about it and get back with you on Monday. And so I go back on Monday and they said, well, you've, you've only been here long enough to have two weeks. So you can have, here's two weeks of severance and you don't have to take it if you don't want to, but regardless your, your employment <laughs> ends today. Right. Oh. Right. And so I was like, whoa, okay. You know? And so then like, so then I'm, I am packing up my office. Um, you know, doing essentially the walk of shame when before I had been the person like walking people out that I had terminated. Right. Mm. And so then now I'm the one that, that doesn't have a job anymore. And so, uh, that was hard. I'm sure that was super hard. Mm. And so then I, you know, I spent a year on unemployment (laughs) essentially (laughs) trying to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah. And so, um, and I, I, with that, I've, I've often said that like in, I would say that my career like was climbing to a mountaintop and then I get to Pennsylvania and like I become Wile E. Coyote and I just go down the cliff <laughs> and that anvil absolutely jumps, drops on my head. Right. Oh my <laughs> so like, so, so in a lot of ways, I, I, I feel like I lost a lot. Yeah. I lost my identity because my career was absolutely my identity. And so, um, and how I know that is because when I was moved, when I'd move here, I would introduce myself professionally and I would say, well, this is what I'm doing, but this is what I used to do. Right. Mm, and I would list okay. all the things that I had done before because it's like, I feel like that's what gave me value was what the things that I used to do, not okay. what I'm doing now. And so, um, so it, it was a hard blow. It was I a hard blow. I can only imagine. Oh man. Um, I mean, I definitely had depression then for sure. Cause, and I, I say that like, I, it was such a stressful environment. Like I do remember like, like a month after, um, being fired, I, uh, I like kind of, I remember going, Hmm, I kind of, I don't quite feel as heavy. Like this doesn't, I feel different, right? Because there's <laughs> yep, just so yep. much emotional stress. But then like, but then I, I was staring 40 in the face. I think it was like 38. And I'm like going, my, my life is over. Like my career is Aww. over. Like there's nothing. Okay, well, well, but in that season, in that moment, like I'm yeah. like, there's nothing to look forward to. Yeah. You know, I, I, my, the best is behind me. Like, I, I mean, it, it was, <laughs> I had it all and it, I lost yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, like, the worst thing that could happen to me career wise at that point was to move to Pennsylvania. It was mm. awful. And so, but I loved it here. Right. And yeah. I love the weather and I love the snow and like, it was good for my family, <laughs> but it was not good for me. 
And so, but I never, ever felt like we should leave. I never felt the release to leave. And so I'm pretty sure it would have been the fall of 2016 because it was January of 16 that that happened at my job. And so um, in the fall, it's either, I'm pretty sure it's the fall, Um, but we started the freedom program at summit. Okay. And so our, our pastors, Mel and Kim Mass and Gail were, were leading that. And it was the first round of it. And I remember getting my book and going through it and going, I'm going to do the work. Like whatever has Aww. to happen to heal this, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the hard conversations. I'm going to, I'm going to pray the prayers. I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to ask the questions. Like I'm going to dive in because like, I, I can't continue to be this broken. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and it wasn't until the spring of 17, um, that I started going to therapy. I'd gotten a job in in Greensburg. And so I I started going to therapy. And so like really working through kind of what had happened. And so, um, there, there were definitely like, there were lies that I told myself. There were things that I was believing that, you know, maybe my employer had said over me. Okay. Like it was, it was rough. It was really rough. And so in that season, what had really happened, like I, I lost my confidence. And so then, um, I ended up like tolerating some yucky friendship stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, that's very true that that happens that I, I've heard, I've heard people say that before that mm-hmm. that happens. Like you'll tolerate a lot more once you, when you're broken, when you're broken. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I look back over it now, I'm like, you know what? The, the Jen Stanley in Kansas would not have tolerated being treated that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, how did I allow that? How did I allow this to happen? Because it's like, what because I think what had ha- what had happened I lost my identity mm-hmm. and I lost which then made me feel like I lost my value which okay. then made me think well I deserve to be treated this way right <laughs> because I don't like I'm not I don't have anything like I'm not valuable I don't you know what am I bringing to yeah. the table here it, it it was a dark yucky time that's and, awful oh absolutely awful right and so um but but I did the work right and so like slowly I, um, I started kind of climbing out of the hole. I, I started, did the studies to try to figure out who I was, who did God say that I was right? Um, who, who was I created to be? And, um, one of the markers that I have for like knowing that I was healing was that I started noticing that when, um, when I was introducing myself, I didn't have to say what I used to do. Oh, I right? love that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, um, I, I remember those days when I just, just said my name you know, I didn't have to tell you all the things that I used to do. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's kind of good. Right. You know, that's kind of good. And, uh, there was one day in particular that I remember that, um, I, I was at, this would have been, I guess, a second job after uh, losing that one. And I had had to be in the community. And so I knew like it was a community meeting and I knew that some of my previous coworkers were going to be at that meeting. Mm. And so I was, and even one of my bosses, even one of my bosses was going to be there. And so, um, I walked in the door and I see them and I don't have this emotional reaction. Like I wasn't angry. I wasn't embarrassed. I did, wasn't, ha- I didn't have any shame. And I remember I sat down in the meeting and I texted Kim and I said, Kim, I'm free. I'm free Aww. because they don't have the power over me anymore. You're going to make me cry. Well, <laughs> I could cry too <laughs> thinking about like how, how excited I was in the moment to go, oh, th- these people had, had determined my value in my mind mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had stripped me of what I thought was good about me. Yeah. And, um, and, and like made me question who I was. And so like, I, I know, I can tell you exactly where I was sitting. It was at the rustic lodge. <laughs> I remember where <laughs> I was, you know, feeling like going, Oh, I, I'm free. I'm free. And so it was in those moments then that like, like I start to be rebuilt. 
and um, like doing the work in freedom and, um, and, and like I said, going to therapy, having the conversations, asking those hard things, being willing to look at myself and go, okay, so where are you broken? Yeah. What lies are you believing? What, where are you overconfident? You yeah. know, what's the problem here? And so, um, and then like fast forward, I, I, I talk about this sometimes, um, in freedom cause actually Todd and I now teach freedom because it was so critical to my development that it's important. I see the value of it. And you want to share that? I absolutely want to share. I want to help people find who God says that they are. Right. And, and to not be bound by the junk you've been through. And so, mm-hmm. so it's a 12 week class, um, that we teach every semester and there's like a little, um, Oh, we, we call it a retreat or conference, conference. or we, yeah. I, I need to pick a word <laughs> encounter. I don't know. Anyway, cause I always stumble up every season. I'm like, Oh, it's either at a retreat or in a conference. So like it's a Friday and Saturday, it's like just on site that you come and kind of work through some stuff. And it's like, that was so critical to me that it's like, I just want to share that healing. I just want people to have the opportunity to do it. Um, but what I wanted to say is that here in my office, so I've been in private practice, it'll be five years this summer. And so I have a date, a canvas, and it's the date. Um, it's January 11th, 2016. It's not sitting there on my desk. Yes, it is. And so what it says to me, what that, what that means to me is that that was the day that I was terminated. And had I that worst embarrassing professional, the, the most <laughs> embarrassing thing professionally that could happen to me happened that day. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be in this room. I wouldn't be here being able to like, to work with people and like, pour into them, love them where they're at, helping them grow, helping them be the best person that they can be and like who God's created them to be. If I had not lost my job, I would not be here. If you had not fallen, you yeah. would not be here. Yeah. yeah. If that, yeah. If I wasn't Wiley Coyote, I would have not been able to do this because I would have been continued to strive in a, um, you know, like a corporate yeah. ladder, like yeah. in an environment, like trying to, trying to prove myself, trying to prove that I had had something to offer and that they wanted it. And so that's definitely something that I kind of carry is that I feel like I have something to offer and people don't want it. And so that's a lie that I fight often, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I think that's in because there are moments I can point to where it feels like that's very true, right? That there's Aww. things that I'm offering in the, in okay. that people don't want, and so um, so then I I've had to kind of overcome those moments and go, okay, well, there's wherever this is supposed to be, I'll have an opportunity to do these things. Well, I think that's a good example of you know we talk about self awareness, we talk mm-hmm. about working through the things, right? But they come back. It's not like they're one and done. It's not like sometimes it's you're over it, right? Yeah. And you can move on from it. But sometimes you still have to fight that that urge to allow those, you know, those words or those voices that that come back, those those little snippets, the reels that we've talked about before. Yeah. All of those things play in your head. All of those voices are in your head. And so you you have to re- remember what it is you need to lean on in those moments uh-huh. so that you do not sink back into that. Oh, yeah. It's real easy to mm-hmm. sink back in. Well, and I had to figure out what the truth was, right? Yeah. I had to find the truth yeah. and it, it was rooted in God's truth, not my truth. Right. And so like so I had true. to, I had to spend the time doing those things. And so um, like my spiritual development was very important to this healing process. And so had I not pursued Jesus, I don't know that I would be where I'm at. Like that was a critical thing for me. And so um, I'm thankful for the journey. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it sucked so bad (laughs) when I was in it. I I mean, I cried so many tears. I felt so lonely and isolated. It was awful. Would you have ever thought you'd come on a podcast and talk about it? No, (laughs) absolutely not. We were getting ready and I was like, are you sure you, you can talk about that? And you're like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I think so. I think I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so like, so that's another sign that it's healed, right? Yeah. Like, like I d- it doesn't define me anymore. Yeah. You know, cause the longest I was like, I didn't want anybody to know that I wasn't working there like, or yeah. that I had lost my job in some ways or that they didn't want me or that, you know, whatever the things were, I didn't, that was not something I was ready to advertise. Yeah. But like, now I'm like, I'll wear the t-shirt, man. It's about, <laughs> I got a date sitting on my desk. And when people ask me, I get to tell them. So either people ask me and I'll tell them or there'll be times that it'll apply to their story and go, listen, you know what that date means? That was the absolute worst day of my life professionally. If that day had not happened, I would not be sitting here doing what I love to do and that I would do for free if my bills were paid. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so my, my life verse has been Romans 8, 28, which says that all things work together for the good of those that love God and call her and are and are called according to his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's a promise that we have as believers that he's going to work the stuff for our good. And so like to me, being in private practice and the way that I am is God working all things to my good. Absolutely. And so I even have a tattoo of it, Romans eight twenty eight, to remind me of that. Well, and you wouldn't be able to heal others if you hadn't healed yourself. That's right? true. So like you wouldn't even be able to, I mean, you would know the process from a clinical perspective, right. but not from a, a personal, a personal walk in it. Right. Which really gives you much greater perspective when you're looking at other people and helping them yes. to walk that walk. Well, it gives like when I can say, Hey, I've been there. Yeah. I know what that feels like. Yeah. You know, I know what it, what it feels like to doubt yourself. I know what it feels like to not sure what the reality is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I know what it feels like to have lost something and to tolerate things, yeah. you know, because you, you don't know any better at that point. Or you think, Oh, I don't, I don't deserve better than this. You know, yeah. I don't deserve healthy relationships. Like, absolutely. I've definitely been there. <laughs> so, now we're going to flip the teeter totter to you then, Miss Jill. So, okay, great. Yeah. So, talk a little bit about your situation. So, if I was too big for my britches, you need bigger britches. Uh, I probably do need bigger britches. <laughs> there may be, which is funny because there may be people that disagree with this because okay. I had this false sense of confidence, right? Like, I, you know, fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know I'm, I know the stuff that I need to know and I can go out and I can do the job and I can do the work and I can, I can, I can potentially do what they're asking me to do, but I'm a people pleaser. And so I don't want to have anybody be upset. And I didn't want to have any, I didn't want to let anybody down. And so I was always trying to make everybody happy in the process of still trying to meet the expectations that were, you know, of the people above me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had, I had really great work experience when I was young. I had really great leaders who fostered this, this love of learning in me yeah. and allowed me to kind of grow and do whatever, whatever area I wanted to focus on, I could focus on. And it was really great. And then it changed and I ended up, um, I went back to school, uh-huh. um, became a nurse. And then I went into IT and I've been in there. I've been in the IT field as a nurse for probably six, seven years now, six mm. years, mm-hmm. um, And so as I was changing careers, right, like you lose this job, I kind of like you, I got laid off. They were like, no, we're closing this office. And I didn't want to drive to Pittsburgh. So I I decided I was going back to school. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, I was with all of these young, smart people who were, you know, going to college right out of high school. And I was like, I'm the old lady. I'm 38 years old. I'm going to college. (gasps) Your crisis was at 38 too? (laughs) Oh, look at that. Oh, it was. Uh-huh. It was like 2012. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mine was 16 and 17. Whatever. Yeah, cool. That's right. I am older than you. I know. Uh, just, a, just a smidge. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I was just totally out of my element. I felt like I didn't know anything. I, you know, I wasn't going to be able to make it through. And of mm-hmm. course, I was, I, I did fine. I, I you know, graduated. I, I was on the fast track through it. I was able to get out of there and, and start working 
but being a nurse was like the most the most stressful job I've ever had mm. because I was so worried that someone would be hurt or that I wouldn't do something right. Mm. And because I had allowed those voices to tell me like, you're never quite good enough. You're never going to be quite good enough. You're just never going to be good enough. Right. Um, all of that, that past history that I was carrying with me. And so I, I struggled for a really long time and I ended up bouncing around a little bit, mm -hmm. um, in jobs where I, I had these really strong leaders, yeah. um, and, and clashed with them, right. Yeah. Because, because I actually did know my stuff, but I allowed them to put me in a corner and say, no, you don't know enough. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there was this, you know, I could, I could do the work and I could answer the questions. And so it was kind of this false sense of confidence where I was like, I, I think I do know what I'm talking about, but I allowed them to speak speak at me in a way that, um, made me feel like powerless in, in the mm, moment. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I've moved from job to job, even now in the job that I'm working in, I still have those moments. Um, but I, I started, uh, probably almost, it's been two years. I started with a new company about two years ago and I have this amazing leader in my life, uh, at work. And she continually, her name is Polly. I think I've talked about her once uh -huh. before. <laughs> and she continually like calls me out and says, Hey, I know, I know, you know, your stuff start speaking. Like you yeah. have to use your words. You have to, you have to do, you are a leader, be a leader. Mm -hmm. We picked you because we know that you can be a leader. Don't let, don't be intimidated what, by what other people say. Yeah. And so much to kind of your point, I had went I decided to join a small group. I think I've talked about this before. I decided to join a small group. I decided to go to a different church, join a small group. And then I went to freedom and I realized, I, I don't even think I realized all of the stuff that mm -hmm. I was carrying and dragging behind me as I was going through life. And so you don't, until you let it go, you, you mentioned that weight, right? Like, yeah. you're like, Oh, it feels a little lighter. It was unbelievable how light life got when, yeah. when I, grew my faith. And mm -hmm. I learned that those things are things that I don't have to hold on to and that I don't have to feel like I'm not enough. Right. And I don't have to feel like I'm, um, that I don't know what I'm doing because obviously I do. Right. Or yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come along all this way and, and ended up where I'm at if I didn't know what I was doing. And so it's been nice to, to leave the weight of that behind and to know. Um, but I, I have the same, I still have the same struggle you do. I mean, obviously it's still newer for me. Um, I will continually question myself and be like, Ooh, you know, should I say something? Should I not say something? Should yeah. I put it, should I put myself out there? And in, and in a lot of ways I have to really do some like pep talks yeah. <laughs> in those moments and, yeah. and remind myself that, nope, this is not what God says about me. I, you know, I, I know where I'm rooted. I know where my identity sits and, and I need to, I need to be brave. Um, I need to be brave in my faith. Yeah. I guess is how I would say it. Well, and, and then I, what I would talk about too is like, I think Todd and I've done freedom together. I, I want to say we're close to like maybe 13 or 14 times. Like I, it's mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, I need to go back and count. But like every time a new layer, like something else is, mm -hmm. is like revealed, it's like the whole onion that needs to be healed in you, right? And so like this, the things that I've worked on in the beginning, like have healed, but then like, oh, look, there's something else. And so mm -hmm. like, I, like I want to give some, um, I guess some comfort to, and to say, listen, we never arrive at perfection, no. right? Mm -hmm. There's always an opportunity to grow. And like we are, it's a sanctification process, which means mm -hmm. like we're, we are being made like Jesus. And so like, we don't get to be like him all the way till we're in heaven. 
right? And so like yes, we're there's constantly true. going to be something that we need to be like working on and like like giving to him, like letting him speak to us and say, this is something that needs to grow. This is something that you need to let go of. This is a spot that needs to heal. Like we need to be open to that. And so like, if you're in a spot where you're like, yeah, I'm good. You're not good. <laughs> right? I would encourage you to do too big for your britches. Yeah. Too big for your britches. Right. I would encourage you to like, uh, to take a minute and like review that honestly. Yeah. And so go, okay, so what is it? There's, there's something there. And so if you're, if there's nothing that you can point to, like the, if I were to say to you, Hey, what's God doing in your life? What's he, what is he like showing you? And you're like, mm, nothing like, okay, well we should talk. You're like, the, then you aren't listening. Come sit down and right? we'll have a talk. And so like, it's, I want to be very clear that it's not about God saying you're not good enough. It's Absolutely. not about him saying, well, nope, you got to figure this out. Once you figure this out, I'll love you. It's not that. Nope. It's like, he's calling you to greatness mm-hmm. and he's like saying, I, I love you. And there's more for you. I, that is so true. And then I know, and we've talked about this uh, on a personal level. And in the last few months, I've had all of these things that have kind of blown up in my face. And I think we talked about this last time too. Like these things that I thought were going to be there forever. And I was really investing my time and suddenly just went and they were gone. Right. Yeah. Like it, there was nothing, there was no return on my investment. Right. And so I, I was like, God, what the heck is this? And so I said, God, what is happening right now? And I stopped and I prayed and I read some scripture and I was like, Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Like, like I, I realized I had to go through all of this in order to, to get to the point where I would understand what it was that he was trying to teach me in that moment. But it was, it, it's nonstop for me. Like, I feel like every day I come up upon, upon something and I'm like, in this moment, God, what is this? God, what is this? Like, I'm a big, I'm, I'm real big about the pause. You pause and you say, ask God, what is this? And you'll, you'll hear it. Like, you'll hear him say, this is what I want you to know. Mm-hmm. or you or you process through it and you're like oh okay I see what I was supposed to learn in this yeah but every good. day every day for me is like a healing journey that's awesome and so like inviting God into the process is important oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. and so you and I've been friends long enough that there's been things that have happened that that were wounds that mm-hmm. you've watched heal in me absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. and then watch the next one <laughs> show up <laughs> right right like, yes like, uh, absolutely <laughs> like, you know like, okay check that one off next healed. Oh, and then here's the bruise. Right. And so, so like, so it is a process. Like it's, it's a, like we are healing and growing and changing. And so it's, I really want to clearly say it's not about condemnation, like that you're Mm -mm. never going to be good enough. It's about conviction to say, you know, I've got more for you. I think it's just a matter of us always getting better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you can reframe your brain to thinking like, I'm never going to be good enough to, I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings, how much better I'm going to be tomorrow. Like right. what new thing am I going to learn that's going to make me make me feel whole? Right. That's good stuff. And it's like re- really paying attention to that and being open to it, right? Yeah. Instead of like beating yourself up, oh, what else? What else is broken? <laughs> I have said that myself. Same. <laughs> in the right? last several years. Like, could you please just give me a break? Cut me right. some slack. It's like, Lord, what is this about? Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. How long am I going to be in this season? Like, how long is this going to happen? Are we done yet? Yeah. And so w- one of the things that irritates me a lot, honestly, is that if, when people will say that like, you know, I, this, is ha- this is how I am. You just need to accept me for who I am. Uh, I'm like, listen, I'm a Christian and a clinician. And so like, I don't think we stay the way we are. Right. No. Like there's always an opportunity for us to be the best version of ourselves, the healed ones, the happy ones, you know? And so like, don't get stuck in your ways. Like there's, there's healing that can be had. There's change that can happen. Yeah. I think, I think just leaving people with the fact that when, it, when it feels like you hit the bottom, mm-hmm. 
A, it's probably not the bottom. You can probably go further. Yeah. We hate to bring don't, it to yeah, you, yeah. but yeah. guess what? Yeah. Uh, but also, the they when they say the only way up, the only way to go is up, right? Yeah. Like, that really is true, and you have to look up and want to go up, and yeah. not just stay where you're at. Right. And so one of the things we'd said before, like when we were kind of talking through what we wanted to talk about, was I asked, okay, so how do you start to heal? Mm. And you had said you get around good people. Like yeah. you find, you surround yourself with healthy people yes. that are already kind of healed. If yeah. not, you know, that they're healed in the places that you're still broken. Yeah. Right. And so you learn from them. Absolutely. It's Sometimes it's a quiet process. Like you just observe for a little while. Yeah. Right. And it kind of ties into what we talk about is how to build new friendships. And you, yeah. you do a little observation, but it truly is. You watch people and you, you see how they interact with others. You see how they, they carry themselves and you see you know, you hear what they're saying and how mm-hmm. they're, how they're speaking. And you notice the difference yeah. in the thoughts be, in, between the thoughts in your head and the words that come out of someone else's mouth who is mm-hmm. actually healed. You'll notice the difference. Yeah. It's definitely. very clear. Well, like they tell you, if you want to be a millionaire, like hang out with millionaires, <laughs> right? Cause then you I don't lo- know any. Well, <laughs> well, you know, and so like, I don't have any in my close friend circle. <laughs> Maybe I should shop for one. There right? you go. Any millionaires out there want to be my friend? <laughs> There's an opening at my table. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like if, if you want to to live that life, then you like you spend time with with a millionaire mm-hmm. and then you see what they do with their money and like you make similar decisions, right? right? Like you you learn from them. And so in the same way that that would be true, then you want to find someone that has healthy relationships and you learn from them. Yep. Like, you know, you, you ask questions, you observe, like what you said, you, you look for opportunity to connect with them, you know, and you utilize that resource. And I feel like people are probably sitting at home. Okay. Well, where do I find those people? Well, we like to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> we like to find our friends at church. Yeah. Well, it's easy <laughs> for us. Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up just a smidge because I think some people carry a lot of church hurt. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. So, so like, um, just because you're coming to church doesn't mean everyone's healed true right oh very true right well i guess i should say for me yeah (laughs) i went to church okay that was where i found it it made it easy (laughs) yeah well and and so like uh, you would hope that's where we would find them right and so i I guess i just wanted to bring caution because some people may be like well i've been there and have you you know i've been around those (laughs) those christians and i don't want to be sit next to me at church (laughs) right so so hopefully like that's where you would find them yeah right and so um that that could definitely be a place to look Mm -hmm. but keep in mind like you know People are people and they may disappoint you. Like, yeah. Like you want to. Because look, nobody's perfect. Right. We're all still working through our junk. Right. Well, we Even if we about. seem to have it together, we're still working through our junk. Right. And so, <laughs> so I, I often say you need to look more like Christ and less like Christians. Oh, so it's really yeah. about getting your eyes on Jesus and making sure your life lines up with, with him and what he wants from, for you and, mm-hmm. you know, and from you. And so then like, that's where healing happens, but yeah. hopefully you're finding healthy people you know, in a church setting, that would be amazing. Yes, it would. But uh, yeah, it's not always, that's not always the case. So I just, you know, find balance in that. Or at least people that you can heal with right alongside. Okay. Cause I feel like I, I've the friend group that I have, some of those are church people. And so they, we've definitely all grown together as a group. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So find it out. Yeah. Seek them out. Try to find the the healthy ones in that. So anyway, anything else that you want to say about that process about what you're thinking? I don't think so. How about you? Um, it's just still a journey. Right. Yeah. And so like, I just want to clearly say that while, while th- there's some things that are healed, like there will continue to be other things, other spots that, that need to, to come under, um, the conviction or the direction of God. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm not perfect by any means, but I, but I want, I want my life to reflect who Jesus is and what he's done in my life and, um, and like live in his promises and live in, in the gifts that he's given 
and, um, and be in healthy relationships with other people. Love it. So until next time, when we bust some biscuits.